Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Can you tell us about any briefings or discussions that you personally have had with Mr. Weiss regarding any and all federal investigations of Hunter Biden? I'm going to say again, I promised the Senate that I would not interfere with Mr. Weiss. So you have not, I'm just under oath today, your testimony is you have not had any discussions with Mr. Weiss about this matter? Under oath, my testimony today is that I promised that the, uh, the Senate I would not um, intrude in his investigation. I do not intend to discuss the deliber- internal Justice Department uh, deliberations, whether or not I had them. Oh, okay. So your, your testimony today is you're not going to tell us whether you've had discussions with Mr. Weiss. My testimony today is I told the committee that I would not interfere. I made clear that Mr. Weiss would have the authority to bring cases that he thought were appropriate. Okay. Mr. Weiss's All letter. Right. Okay, let me stop you. For, for a second time, sir. Are you aware that FBI officials have come before this committee and they have stated that there was a cumbersome bureaucratic process that Mr. Weiss had to go through to bring charges in another judicial district? You know that? I'm not aware, but that's not true. There's nothing cumbersome about the process. So those. Oh, Merrick Garland, don't ever change. And when I say that, I mean, please go away. Who believes the attorney general in part of his conversations yesterday in front of the House Judiciary Committee? Representative Mike Johnson is asking a very simple question regarding the special counsel, David Weiss, and Merrick Garland won't even admit to having a conversation with him. What's the point of these hearings? Well, the point of the hearings could very well be to get you to forget about what's happening on the border. Because what's happening on the border is the story. The border is the story. That the Attorney General Merrick Garland is despicable is a story. That the Attorney General Merrick Garland clearly appointed David Weiss as a way of not not being overly aggressive on Hunter Biden. Lord knows what this gun charge is going to bring. That the objective was not to bring charges against Hunter Biden from the beginning, and it it took two IRS whistleblowers to bring the tax charges. The pretrial diversion on the gun charge lying on a federal form, that was a sweetheart deal. Blown up by a judge who asked a simple question to the DOJ. Does this plea deal mean that uh, Hunter Biden can't be charged for future crimes? And the Biden team said, absolutely not. And the DOJ said, well, yeah, because they couldn't actually lie to the judge. They could just try and get a fast one past her. And now here's Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland clearly working to not answer the questions. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669. Got Tony. That's the number. Feel free to be a part of the show. Bill Malugan on the border discussing Eagle Pass. Massive illegal crossings taking place. This was 24 hours ago. Thousands of predominantly Venezuelans gathering under the Eagle Pass Bridge. Venezuelans. Interesting, because the Department of Homeland Security 
has decided to redesignate Venezuela for something called temporary protected status. This allows migrants to apply for deportation protections and work permits. And that will apply for anybody who is in the country on or before July 31st. This protects approximately 472,000 foreign nationals. If you take a look at the backlog of court cases of people coming into the country, legally and illegally, I can go back to January of uh, 2022, where the reporting was 1.6 million. I can go back to April, was March or April of this year, is 2.1 million. We're nearing 3 million. That's the number of people who have not yet had a court case. They have not as of yet been heard to see whether or not they should be in the country. They're asylum claims. They're no asylum claims. It's all a lie. Now, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want to go back to Venezuela either. But that doesn't mean the United States is just open. And I say to you as clear as day right now, if I was president, I would shut it down. We've proven that the policies that we have in place right now as we speak do not work. They don't work. We cannot exist like this. We should not exist like this. Bodies pulled from the Rio Grande. You have a three-year-old who drowned yesterday, a middle-aged man today, a 10-year-old who drowned last week. Because of the open border policies and open border attitude of Joe Biden and this administration and the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Crossing right over the river, families, everybody, without any fear at all. None. According to Customs and Border Patrol, in the last 24 hours alone, over 10,000 migrants were encountered at the border. These go back or brings us back to the all-time highs we saw just before the end of Title 42. 8,500 were Border Patrol apprehensions, 1,600 at Border Patrol ports of entry. What does that mean? 8,500 plus out of the 10,000 illegally entering. Remember what Title 42 did. Title 42 said, hey, there's a health crisis, COVID. You're out, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. We just send you back. When Title 42 was allowed to sunset, bring in Title 8. Title 8 was the standard, or is the standard. It's been the standard since, I believe, the 40s. Title 8 says you cross into the country illegally. You can't come back, can't even think of coming back legally for five years. But now that you've got the Biden administration giving safe harbor to Venezuelans, yeah, 400,000 plus. 472,000 plus who can stay in the country and get work authorizations. And you say to me, Tony, we, we need the workers. Let's never confuse issues. 
I am absolutely in agreement we need the workers, and I am absolutely in agreement that legal immigration is important and valuable and necessary for the United States to thrive and grow. But I just read you the numbers, so why can't we just grow up and pay attention? 8,500 plus were here illegally, entered illegally. Why would they get any protections whatsoever? To hell with them. And you say to me, how dare you say that about women and children? The vast majority of people crossing the border right now are single men. I'm watching videos. Sarah, do me a favor. Post these at TonyCats.com. I'm watching them. I'm seeing them with my own freaking eyes, man. They're single, able-bodied men. Why don't they get together in Venezuela and take out Nicolas Maduro? Tony, you can't say that. I don't know much about radio rules, but you can't say that. They can't fight for their country? Is that is it better said? When I said take out, I mean get a new leader. What, 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 do you, what do you think I meant? They can't fight for their block, fight for their neighborhood? I am not denying the level of hellscape that Venezuela is under Nicolas Maduro like it was under Hugo Chavez. This oil-rich, beautiful country reduced to its citizens fighting over pigeons to eat. That's what socialism does. That's communism. Just so you know. It's awful. It is obscene. And it is their problem. I didn't say that we couldn't be a friend. I favor creating stronger uh, ties of trade with Central America and South America. I favor being a better friend and making sure China gets pushed out. I favor finding ways for them to better their own lives because that will create a better life for us in the United States, for United States citizens, and keep the country safer. I favor a plan of attack and a multi-pronged one at that. But I don't favor being attacked, and that's what's happening right now. The city of Eagle Pass, as reported by Chris Oliveras, spokesperson with the Texas Department of Public Safety, Lieutenant, the city of Eagle Pass reinstated the authorization for uh, Texas DPS, Department of Public Safety, to arrest those who violate state law by trespassing unlawfully at Shelby Park. Reinstated the affidavit because of the unprecedented, this is the quote, unprecedented influx of illegal immigrants. We need legal immigration. We don't need illegal immigration at all. And I would shut it down. Sorry, I don't want to hear about someone's pet project about why we need to start studying albino hookers. I'm, I'm not paying for that. By the way, I have never seen an albino hooker, usually because they don't come out in daylight. I'm not paying for that. I am paying to secure the border by every means necessary and with absolute force. Don't tell me about the women and children because it's single men coming over. I've said this many times. I don't let single men into the country. Go back and fight for your country. Again, the United States should be a better friend in trying to get you the help that you need. In Eagle Pass, in, I should say, the San Antonio television market, 
all networks are leading their coverage with what's happening at the border. I ask you, what is it that news is talking about? CNN, their front page story is about Ukraine. About the possibility of government shutdown. The water levels in the Mississippi River. Fetterman wore shorts on the Senate floor. See how other senators reacted. Emma Roberts apologizes to Angelica Ross after allegedly misgendering her. That's because Angelica Ross is a man. McDonald's once again sued after customer burns herself on hot coffee. There's nothing. I'm sorry. I'm looking. I'm staring at you, CNN. At your top stuff, there's nothing about the border. Live updates on Ukraine. Trending, looming government shutdown. Alex Murdoch pleads guilty. Google Maps lawsuit. Here's your student loan payment calculator. Well, holy hell. Nothing. And once you realize that's where CNN is, you realize, and my God, Tony Katz was right. This is the most important story in America. Here's MSNBC. Here's MSNBC. Trump's sneaky strategy to undermine Jack Smith's requested gag order. Fannie Willis just unveiled a surprise RICO witness. Trump's recent hold my beer moment likely has his lawyers cringing. Romney's new book exposes startling reason lawmakers won't retire. These are all the headlines of MSNBC. Here they are. I'm reading them. I can't make this stuff up. There's a full-on civil war in the House GOP at the worst possible time. I didn't know there was a good time for a civil war. But hey. Rudy Giuliani responds to Cassidy Hutchinson's allegation that he groped her on January 6th. These are their stories. There's nothing about the border. I'm looking at uh, the MSNBC Daily. Understands today's news. It's a top. Te- it's a top eleven list. There's nothing about the border. These are not news organizations. These are propaganda outfits that are somehow still getting the respect of the American people. <laughs> Put an end to that. By the way, uh, for for clarity, because uh, we cover everything here. Fox News. Well, Rupert Murdoch uh, stepping down, I'll get into that. Republican senator demands answers from Tyson Foods CEO. Here is uh, a story about a shooting at a Walmart. Here is a story about the injury to Nick Chubb. Veteran teacher quits as student behavior spins out of control. Well, that happens to be true. Right-wing leader calls for extreme action as migrants outnumber locals on islands. At least something on this subject. Even Fox News. No direct story about the border on their website. What the hell are these people even thinking? What are they doing? I didn't say it had to be the only story on your website, but a story it should be on your website. Nothing. I cannot say it enough. I cannot say it with enough strength. It is the most 
important story in America. And our elected officials do nothing. Remember that when you vote. I'm Tony Katz. That's one key piece. The second, obviously, is very telegraphed, the focus on Hunter Biden, the investigation and the indictment of Hunter Biden as well. What did we learn, though? Is there anything new that stood out to you? So Merrick Garland struggled with this. I think there is more questions than answers provided yesterday about the Hunter Biden prosecution. The one thing Merrick Garland did stress was that the person running this case is David Weiss, who was a U.S. attorney and has now become a special counsel. As Merrick Garland stressed several times, he was nominated by Donald Trump and Merrick Garland stressed that I, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, have not had direct involvement in this case. This has been the purview of David Weiss. Let's- no one believes it. I know they're talking about it on, on CNN there and Merrick Garland struggled in front of the Judiciary Committee and, and he did. But Merrick Garland didn't say he didn't speak to David Weiss. Merrick Garland said that he promised the committee he wouldn't interfere, but refused to say whether or not there have been any internal conversations um, uh, on the subject or conversations he had with Weiss. He won't comment on deliberations that take place within the DOJ. So I don't know why anybody would, would believe the man. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's like believing Michael Wolf, the author. Michael Wolf. In a book, uh, is it a book about Tucker Carlson? There, The Fall, The End of Fox News and the Murdoch Dynasty. So it's not about Tucker Carlson per se, but Tucker Carlson is uh, in, involved. Because uh, I guess in the book, there's a claim that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis kicked Tucker Carlson's dog. Kicked his dog. Tucker Carlson is saying, this is ridiculous. It's totally made up. It's an absurd story. Never happened. Michael Wolff has written many, many books, and Michael Wolff tells lies. He himself referred to him, has referred to himself as a famous bloviator. Constant failing of, 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 uh, when it comes to the facts. Not even caring about the facts. Kicked his dog. Is this a whole Mitt Romney thing? Oh, yeah, he left his dog on top of, of, of the car. Left his dog on top of, of the car. Oh, that Matt, Matt Mitt Romney, he's just the worst. Binders full of women, Mitt Romney. You couldn't find a more decent cat than Mitt Romney, and the political left destroyed him, and now they want to act like Mitt Romney's so great. Oh, Mitt Romney, oh, he's so important. Standing up for real Republican values, you destroyed the dude. Then again, Mitt Romney destroyed himself by letting Candy Crowley decide how a debate should go. Shame on him for not being strong enough to stand up to Candy. Ah, the North remembers. Lest we forget. But no, the dog didn't get kicked. The lies are constant and consistent. It's a lot of lying about... Ron DeSantis. There's plenty you could talk about the man on factual stuff. You got to make up that he kicked a dog. That's what you needed. I don't know who buys Michael Wolf books, but you're 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 probably somebody who j- belongs to a book club where they don't even drink wine.
It's sad. It's sad. But back to Merrick Garland. Victoria Sparks, Congresswoman, was there to question him. We'll talk to her about that in the shutdown next. You had a very moving statement about your grandparents coming here uh, from Belarus to live in the country without fear of prosecution. I grew up in a very similar country, Ukraine now, and when I came here as a young person, I believed in the value as an American not to be afraid of my government. But I wanted to tell you, and I want to share with you and get your thoughts on that. Are you aware that a lot of Americans are now uh, afraid of being prosecuted by your department? Are you aware about that? Are you aware of that? I'm just saying, are you aware or not? Uh, I think that uh, constant attacks on the department and saying no, it's that... It's not the... a test. Well, let me, let me give you an example. I don't know we talk what... about January 6th. People. I'm sorry? Here, there, there, some people came on January 6th. There probably were some people that came on January 6th here, you know, that had bad intent. But a lot of good Americans from my district came here because they are sick and tired of this government not serving them. They came with strollers and the kids, and there was chaotic situation because the proper security wasn't provided. That's a question that was answered really why. Why we debated for 45 minutes on the floor and didn't stop the debate after the people broke in into the Capitol. But these people came. They were throwing the smoke bombs into the crowd with strollers with kids. People were showed up, you know, FBI agent to people's houses. You had in my district, in my town, FBI phone numbers all over the district. Please call. Call that. People are truly afraid. I should- that was Representative Victoria Sparts speaking with Attorney General Merrick Garland as part of the conversation yesterday in front of the House Judiciary Committee. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today, Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, joined us right now from the 5th District of Indiana. Full disclosure, my member of Congress, Victoria Sparts. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever asked uh, the Attorney General whether or not he understands that people are afraid. I always thought of it as more of a conversation of lack of trust. Did he give you an answer that in any way made you think he understands the gravity of the situation in America right now? Unfortunately, I don't think these people understand or care. And unfortunately, you know, Washington, D.C. became so disengaged and so unrealistic from the reality on the world and cares so little about the people that it's sad for me what's happening. But I'll tell you, Tony, what was really happening, and I'm just sitting on this committee, and I'm so sick and tired that they constantly, constantly tell everyone is insurrectionist. What does it do? It means that if you're going to show up here in Washington, D.C. and dislike what government is doing, especially if you're conservative, you're going to be insurrectionist. People are afraid. I'm, I'm not joking. I know a lot of people in my district. Their houses was raided. You know, they've been, you know, phones were given, you know, to Bank of America. You know, they truly believe that they showed up. I mean, it's not like not funny when show up, just show up, FBI shows up to your houses. 
you know, people are concerned. Some people just because they came here to be uh, to show their dissatisfaction, we have a right to peacefully express our dissatisfaction with our government. If we don't have that right, we're dictatorship. And dictatorship of opinion is the same totalitarian regime and communist, that's what is done. And we cannot let it happen. And I'm just so sick and tired of them and constantly in committees saying that there is a difference between some people doing some harm and there's a difference when people come. People come to my town halls unhappy and I have, you know, to listen to them because I represent them. And they have the right to tell that they disagree with me. And otherwise we'll be dictators here. It's dangerous. In the in the entirety of of the talk uh, of that uh, and the conversations that Merrick Garland, w- where he was answering questions, a lot of it had to do with Hunter Biden and the decisions of David Weiss, now special counsel, to not prosecute at the time. He couldn't prosecute at the time. Uh, you you was there interference from the DOJ? And one of the answers that. Merrick Garland gave to one of of uh, your colleagues in the House uh, of Representatives. Uh, that would be Mike Johnson, a congressman from Louisiana. Was uh, that I'm not going to answer the question of whether or not internally I've ever spoken to David Weiss about anything. I told the Senate I wouldn't interfere, but I'm not going to tell you if I ever had a conversation. Did that answer satisfy anybody? And if not. How do you actually get an answer out of this man that would satisfy? Well, I'll tell you. I hate to tell you, Tony, and I think we had conversations before. Only matter one thing in Washington, D.C. is money. The only power Congress has is its power of the purse. And if Attorney General would know, and if we actually would do our job and actually authorize Department of Justice that been not authorized for decades now, and all of the different programs they're doing and not doing, they would be responding in our letters. You know, he would be, have to come and ask for money. You know, he would have to say this answers. But if he knows that we're going to have this top line number is going to give to him and he's going to do whatever he wants and only, only directions are written by substaff member and committee reports that no one even knows what is in it and you cannot even make a change in it because when you know, the staff wrote whatever, some of the stuff is like crazy. He will, you know, he doesn't care. That's the only way how you can make this agency care if you yank their money. Congress has abandoned doing its job now for years and asking, where did you spend all this money? Which companies are they going to? Who is benefit? Are this benefit American or very that, few close to government? So that's a conversation about defunding. And it was Gerald Nadler, uh, ranking member, Democrat, who is very clear. What would defunding the FBI do to America? And, of course, Merrick Garland gave the the hellscape answer. Are you arguing for defund? Are you arguing for keeping money from the FBI? No, I'm saying we have to properly fund proper programs and initiatives. We're probably not doing enough on human trafficking, drug trafficking, and cartels. But the only way we can do it, you know, I just want to, you know, a lot of people don't understand the process how Congress is supposed to work that haven't been done now for decades. You should have committee of jurisdiction, you know, like judiciary in this case, that has jurisdiction over DOJ and FBI. Committee of jurisdiction should have a hearings, 
you know, where these people are going to come and explain. We need this money for this. We have this program, what we're doing, not doing this and this. And Congress will decide, you know, which programs we fund, put the top maximum authorization, put what accountability we want from them. We can attach strings, which we should be, on them to be accountable to us. That's our job, because that's the only way how they're going to be accountable to the American people. And then appropriator will appropriate up to the amount we authorize. What right now is happening, why I fought so much and was so mad that Kevin didn't do this process. What's happening right now, they're going to have a top-line number. You know, they're just going to give in bulk, you know, and they can spend and do whatever they want. If they don't want to enforce the border and not give in to border patrol, they can, right? If they want, I mean, in case of Homeland Security. But I'm just saying we're not doing it with a lot of legislation, with a lot of these bills. You know, an appropriator will give a top-line number that will fight a lot, but devil is in the details, right? And details that are written are going to be written by committee staff, this heavy report that no one even knows when it and never reads it. You cannot even change. Like, I can at least now, we forced McCarthy to allow to make some changes in the rules committee so rank-and-file members have, have ability to make a difference, at least somewhat. And we put some members, like Thomas Massey and Chip Roy, on that committee that actually will fight the real fight. So we can at least do some rules. But I cannot change committee report. In rules, all I can do is just say, you cannot fund this. You know, or change the funding. I cannot say you have to also do oversight report, and that's not, it's not going to be germane. That has to happen authorization committee. That's why I said we're wasting our time because this agency would be working for the American people if we would have done our processes properly. Talking to Victoria Sparks, Congresswoman from the Indiana 5th District. You bring up Kevin, which is Speaker McCarthy. Uh, That was one heck of a back and forth. You were on this show just the other day talking about your opposition to the continuing resolution. And our problem is, is that we knew when September 30th was on the calendar. We're now putting our backs against the wall. This is not a way to do it. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, in response, uh, and and I'm not, you know, uh, uh, parsing any words here, called you a quitter. Well, I'm not quitting, but but Victoria is is quitting, as you have already stated. You're not going to run for re-election. Congressman Matt Gates is coming uh, to your defense and standing shoulder to shoulder with you. You've spoken about what Kevin McCarthy said. Where are you right now with the speaker and with the continuing resolution? Well, you know what. <laughs> We made a progress. He will have to make some now, you know, uh, I don't think it was very wise of him to, to say stuff like that. He knows better than that. I don't think it helps. But, you know, people just do things. You know, it's okay. I, ha- I don't get offended easily, you know, even though I appreciate that, you know, uh, you know, Congressman Gates actually defended me. It's nice that we at least have some people willing to stand up if you're a conservative woman. Unfortunately, liberal media is not going to be defending you for sure. Uh, you know, if that would be, a, you know, a liberal woman would be very different. But it's, it's, it's beyond the point what the thing, what it is and what was my battle. And Kevin agreed to do that, that I said, at least if we fail this year, you know, let's at least push something for next year, that next debt ceiling increase, we will force the Senate to deal with some corruption, to save some of the programs like Medicare for seniors. We owe it to seniors to look at some other ways where there is a fraud and abuse, to have this commission and force the Senate to do some serious moves. It's corrupt as hell over there. 
you know, so he is at least willing, you know, to do that and then do something on the border security to force them to do everything that was part of last that seal in discussion. Nothing happened, you know, so we have to secure the border and save this country. So I said, if we put the border there and at least commission on next year, I'll be willing to support, even though you fail, but I'll be willing to give you some time to do it. But I'll tell you, if that resolution comes, like all this business is usual, that CR comes clean back from the Senate, I will personally join or move the motion to vacate our speaker, not just Matt, because I'm sick and tired. The Hold on has- a second. Take, take a moment. Let's yes. make sure I understood you. If the Senate comes back with what, you'll move to vacate the speaker? If, if, if the CR that comes back doesn't have commission the border security, I am done. I, you know, Kevin has to win some battles for the American people. If we are going to be a governor here, we have to deliver. Messaging bills do not matter. It doesn't matter. We can talk a lot of these great things that has to go through the floor. It will go nowhere. What things matter that will be put in the law? And what it matter what we are going to fight as Republicans to deliver? And listen, there are some, we can wait for the alignment of the stars, but there are some issues that are serial national security issue. And our debt and border are serious to very serious national security issue. So I want to make sure we're not just going to pass like we did last time at all conservatives. He's going to pass all these great things. We'll come back with nothing pretty much on back, you know, like back. And that's what happened last time. We were talking about, you know, we just reached 33 trillion, right? And we're talking saving a billion. Let's just not even waste time and harass people and actually do more damage to economy just having all of this uncertainty and, you know, drama. You know, if we're going to have something meaningful, let's do meaningful. And I think it's meaningful for the American people to deliver it shouldn't be a partisan issue. And then Senate will have to explain to the American people why they don't care about border security, why they don't care about that. And that will be up to the American people to decide what to do with them. Will I see from you, and and, and I almost used the word venom, It's, it's the wrong word, and I apologize for that. Will I see from you the passion regarding putting Kevin McCarthy on notice Will I also see that from you regarding Chuck Schumer? Will I hear from you, uh, Congresswoman, the, the, the idea that Chuck Schumer isn't doing X and Chuck Schumer isn't doing Y and Chuck Schumer isn't doing Z in the same way I hear it about Kevin McCarthy, if indeed you get this back and there is nothing about the border in the continuing resolution? Well, you probably, Tony, not watching, uh, not watching them, but if you notice, I spend more time probably on CNN, MSNBC, NPR, and all of this media than spending on any conservative media. And I've been talking to play, you know, the political and a lot of groups that are not pro-Republican because I want to make sure that voters that watching their channels understand that the Senate that they supported and voted for is going to other save this country or going to fail. So, and I told him, you know, don't try to agree with them. He's like, oh, they don't want to do I don't care what they want. We, you know, draw the line in the sand and then Senate is going to decide because if you're willing to make, pick that fight, because we need to pick some hills to die on and take them, you know, and then it's up to the Senate to explain, I am not going to be attacking you. My responsibility for you to force you to lead because I elected you. 
I have no ability to do that, but we have to win against them. So I said, like, I will come after the Senate, and I've been coming hard. And I went to the media and people that support them that their voters understand it. Because, unfortunately, we don't have any more collaboration and debate and deliberation. Everything becomes so polarized. So I told him I went to a lot of liberal media, and I will because I want them to know that, too. I only have uh, about 60 seconds, but I want to get to something a little personal. The idea that Speaker McCarthy called you a a quitter um, and you had responded on social media in a way that would make one think that maybe you were changing your mind. uh, Congresswoman, are you changing your mind about uh, not running again? Listen, I said, like, you know... uh, this is a great one. It gets responsibility. And I always say, you know, don't make me really pissed off. Okay. You know, I didn't run because for this office, because I, I, you know, underestimate the magnitude and the difficulties we are. I just go so sick and tired of my worthless Republicans. I hate to tell you, not doing that. So I want my Republicans to be better. So I said, if you might can make me very mad, <laughs> your wishes might come true. I don't know if he wishes that or not. I probably not. I'm sure that he said, like, well, you would stay with it. He says he wished I would stay. So I said, my your wishes might come true. You know, but I will do whatever I can to deliver that. I will That was make not sure. an answer. We're going to have to get that another time and sooner rather than later. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, always appreciate you. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is down 201. The Nasdaq down 161. Because the Fed has been clear. We are keeping interest rates right where they are. Thank you, Cleveland. Good night. That's what they're doing. Treasury yields, multi-year highs. We're talking about the 10-year highest level since 2007. I will break this down. Uh, Dr. Matt Will, economist, will join us. What does this mean? Is this about the Biden administration or is this about something very different? This is Tony Katz today. Today.